Welcome to The Gathering Place with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hi, Jenna. Hi, Beth. (laughs) How are you? Great, because Bonnie's here. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, guys. Bonnie Ingstrom, what a joy to be with you. Thank you. I am so happy to be here, too. It's awesome. It's been a hot minute that I've wanted you to be on the podcast. So this is the greatest joy that we actually get to have you on today. It's a dream come true. I can't believe we got your agent to set up, <laughs> yeah. to set up this meeting. You called Miriam? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to yeah. thank Miriam. And thank you, Miriam. <laughs> Bonnie, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? Not at all. My name is Bonnie Inkstrom, and I am happily married to my spouse of, I think, like 12 years or something. It's just been so good, I don't even remember. Mm -hmm. Um, And we live in central Illinois with our seven kids. Our oldest is 10, and then our youngest is a little over a year. And we have no twins. So that was a lot of kids in a little amount of time. I'm one of the devotion writers for Blessed Is She. I wrote the mystery study on the glorious mysteries. And otherwise, I'm just a stay-at-home mom who likes to bake and puts about my yard. And I like to watch Masterpiece Theater. (laughs) Listen, Bonnie, I'm about to get on my soapbox here because you did something that I catch myself doing all the time. You put Uh just in that intro. I'm just a mom. But you are like a mom extraordinaire. You're a fantastic mom. How many times have I said to you, Bonnie, will you just be my mom? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You know, it's just because I feel like when there's when there's moms who work outside of their home, Mm. they're just juggling a whole other ball of wax. You know what I mean? And so I feel like I have it a little bit easier in that I get to stay home. We are very fortunate that I get to stay home Mm. and that we have made that happen for us. And so I'm not trying to belittle motherhood or even stay at home motherhood. I think it's just, I have mad respect for moms who work, whether it's outside of the home or inside of the home. Like I just, they're, they're doing things that I don't even have to do. And like their brain is operating in ways that mine doesn't have to function at, you know? And so (laughs) It's not, it's not to be disrespectful towards motherhood or stay at home motherhood. It's just, I am so in awe of, I don't know, maybe I'm putting that on a pedestal. And no, I I'm not. And I'm not trying to be hard on you, Bonnie. I just think you're amazing. And I want oh. you to know it. Well, thanks. You also have a, a beautiful blog. You're always coming out with just the best stuff. So will you tell us the name of your blog? Yeah, it's called a knotted life.com. It's kind of a whole miscellaneous gathering of posts about motherhood, posts about my faith, posts about um, kind of how those two things intersect, and then like music that I like. (laughs) (laughs) The best. So good. Yeah. Bonnie, can I tell you one of my favorite things about you? Yeah. A lot, but I love how amazing you are on Instagram stories. Seriously. (laughs) Like... (laughs) You're just the most real yeah. and 
wonderful joyful. and joyful. It's just so refreshing. Yeah. Thank you. So I just pretend that whoever is watching is my best friend and I'm really happy to chit chat with them. Yes. But I think also, I feel like there's this temptation online to present your best self all the time. And I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I try to do that too, because I think that when we present what is beautiful, people will pay attention. People don't want to always look at your hot mess, right? <laughs> so if you have something you want to say, then sometimes it's nice to present your best self. But a lot of the time, I think that we just want to know that we're amongst friends, you know? Yeah. And so part of that is being silly or random <laughs> or, you know, if the only makeup I have is a filter, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. whatever that is. Bonnie, one of my favorite stories that you do is like when you're baking bread, you're like kneading bread. I love being in your kitchen with you. Oh, thanks. You know, kneading bread is one of my favorite things to do because I feel a kinship with every woman who has ever kneaded bread. So I just feel like no matter where she lived in what time or continent, like we have all mixed together flour and water and maybe oil or yeast or whatever and worked it with our hands to feed our family. And that just feels so beautiful to me. Okay, I, love I that. have not actually done that. Me neither. But, <laughs> but I love the We're sentiment. Oh for two over here. <laughs> <laughs> I like to buy bread and watch my husband put garlic on I it. I don't I don't even like to eat bread, but I, I love, love garlic bread. The Great British Baking Show. So it's like what? It, yes, they do all kinds of baking and kneading. So now I know a lot about baking bread. Still have never baked bread. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. That show is amazing. <gasps> Bonnie, we'll do a whole other podcast okay. talking about this. Get real, guys. Listen, you were on our Instagram stories the other day, and it wasn't even a part of what you were sharing. You were talking about the fruits of the Spirit, in particular faithfulness. You said this thing, and it, it wasn't flippant, but it was just kind of an aside. You mentioned um, that you had really struggled with the pressure to be perfect, and that really struck me. It's something that I've dealt with and uh, been to counseling for and had to kind of undo in my own spiritual life. So Bonnie, I'd love to hear more about your experience with that. When did it start? How did you even come to this self-awareness? And also, how do you combat it? <laughs> okay, this is just super simple. Three quick steps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, golly, I have never even tried to pinpoint before when I first felt that pressure to be perfect, but it was probably high school, maybe even eighth grade, where there was just this, you know, comparison was in full force, I guess. Right. And I remember there was a girl in my grade in high school who she shared with us in our sociology class one day about how she had struggled with anorexia and bulimia for several years. And she had been always the most popular girl, just so beautiful, naturally just so beautiful. And so to suddenly have that context was just heartbreaking. And, and incredibly, it just like changed my worldview. And I remember one day sitting in, I think it was math class, and I was reaching back at my like 
you know how like right around your bra line in the back you have kind of some people some women have like a little lump of fat do you know what I mean that sounds horrible but do you know what I mean yeah <laughs> yes. okay so I was like reaching around and touching that and she said to me those never go away and it just broke my heart Wow! knowing that she had literally starved herself to make that go away mm. it broke my heart but I guess if I'm going to pinpoint any moment that I realized what a and probably as a 16 year old girl I wouldn't have been able to articulate it this way but that was when I realized how the strive for perfection can just eat us to our core. But I still, for, you know, for years, I felt like that was how I had to have my worth, was how I looked, what people thought of me, how well I performed. And it's still so easy to fall into that trap. Sometimes I have to walk away from social media or even, even friends when I can't be happy for them because of their success or their talents and gifts. I'm reminded of something that Henry Nouwen said. Um, He listed five lies of identity. I am what I have. I am what I do. I am what other people say or think of me. I'm nothing more than my worst moment. I am nothing less than my best moment. For me, I feel like sometimes the trap that I fall into is not that I am what I do, but I, I am what I do well. Mm. And so if there's nothing that I do well, then I'm just, I'm just nothing really, you know, I'm totally with you on that. I always struggled with not ever doing, I did a lot of things well, but nothing like stood out. There was nothing I did excellently. You didn't have a thing. Right. So I always struggled with where do I fit into this? And no one was telling me I needed to. It really just came from me on the inside feeling like I didn't have a place because I didn't have a thing, you know? Oh, I totally relate. Yeah. I think one of the best things that has happened to me over the last few years, I have really taken to heart that quote, gosh, is it St. Catherine of Siena, that if we be who we are meant to be, we will set the world on fire. And so kind of realizing that she's not saying who everyone is supposed to be this amazing world changing, (laughs) like everyone doesn't have to be Instagram perfect, right? Like that's not what she's saying. What she's saying is that you just need to rest in who you are and in who God made you to be. And that's how you're going to have the impact. Yeah. And I think finally coming to understand that and then believe that, and then also say, So who I am is a woman of average intelligence, uh, you know, of average looks, of average abilities. Like I'm just average. And that is so fabulous. You know, I can just rest in that and not have to push myself harder, further to be better, except for when it comes to growing in holiness and virtue and love of God. That's what matters. But I think, Bonnie, I mean, you can list all of those things and piece together those qualities or characteristics, but you're extraordinarily Bonnie. You might be average in, you know, what now one's talking about, what I do or what I have, but you're extraordinarily yourself. So that makes you exceptional. Yes. And I am extraordinarily Bonnie, who is extraordinarily average. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I really think 
that some, you know, when you were saying that, like, you like my Insta stories, I think sometimes that's why people respond to me is because they're like, oh, thank you so much. The bar is not way up there out of my reach. The standard is right here at my level, you know? <laughs> you guys. Right. You don't think I'm going to fight you on this the entire podcast. No. I'm sorry you don't like all the speak of being average. Beth, tell us more about that. I just, um, you just want us to think we're fab. I mean, you are fab. I'm when with you, sister. I love people. When I love people, I, ju- I want them to know why, and I want them to believe those things about themselves because they're true. Yeah. I'm just not a smoke blower. I'm not an exaggerator. If I didn't like you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you you're amazing. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Taking notes, Beth. Taking notes. Get real. <laughs> it's so easy for me to see what's incredible and the gift that each of you are, you know? So I just want to encourage that in people. And I think I'm sensitive to, this, this is fascinating. I don't, I've never really thought about it. I hate to hear that people don't think that they're amazing. I don't know. Is that crazy? I never thought it was weird before this conversation. <laughs> now I'm feeling very self-conscious. No, I I get that. Like, I want my friends to think that they're amazing, as, as amazing as I think they are. Yeah. But I guess I'm just saying that I think that my amazingness lies in the fact that I don't have to strive to be smarter, to be funnier, to be prettier. Like, I, I realize that where I am and who I am is good enough. That has just been so freeing to me. And I guess maybe it's, I have to redefine what amazing is. Mm. In a lot of ways, amazing to me is more clever, thinner, whatever. Sure. Sure. But just to know, like, I'm just your average mom. Oh my goodness. Yesterday at school pickup, I was wearing a black t-shirt and a black pair of pants and I went to pick up my kids from school, not knowing that my son, Joseph, had put a nun sticker right on my butt crack. <laughs> Did someone tell like, you? Probably no one noticed, but I still was like, oh my goodness. Um, when I finally found it, hours later. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I just felt so remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> Exceptionally Bonnie. Yeah, I think I love that part the best is we can be average in the world standards or even in like, quote unquote, like Catholic standards. Sometimes I feel like I don't meet the standard of the ultimate Catholic woman, but I'm exceptionally Jenna. Mm -hmm. I'm loving this. You really are exceptionally Jenna. Yeah. And you know who else loves it? The Lord. He really does. He's a, the thing is Jesus. I, okay. I'm, I'm, let me back up here. This is, I think, where this comes from for me, is that the Lord thinks I'm amazing. Like, Jesus is totally in love with me. He thinks everything I say is important. He listens to me. He loves to be with me. He likes my personality and my quirks. He's not scared of my brokenness. He's not waiting for me to get over things. So I think the more time... I spend with the Lord and receive his love, the more sort of those worldly standards and that way of 
you know, that excruciating way of like examining myself and focusing on my faults, that kind of starts to lift. Mm-hmm. And, and I want other people to understand that too, that the Lord is crazy about you, crazy about you. So why not just own it? I but, love it. but Bonnie, I really do. I resonate with what you said a little bit ago about, you know, having this standard, like off in the distance of like, you know, for me, like if I lose weight, if I have more money in my savings account, if I get this advanced degree, if I, you, you know, whatever it is for you or for anybody else, we have these benchmarks in the future that may or may not ever happen. We might be called to them. We might not. Some are just these societal pressures we put on ourselves. It's amazing to have goals and to have vision and to have drive. What I mean, this is the, this is the Lord is always creating new things and he's put that creativity and passion and vision within us. But to say that I am less than, or I'm not there yet. So something's wrong with me or something's missing. That's a lie. Right. As I grow in my love of God, I can feel myself become more little Mm. for the longest time. Beth, I know you have a thing against St. Therese and and she's hard for me too. And for the longest time, I was like, I think I've actually said this to you before, but I'm just like, whatever, St. Therese. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. What does that even mean? Oh, St. Therese. But I am coming to a point where I understand just being the smallest flower in the garden, mm-hmm. you know, and how even the smallest flower in the garden delights our Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and without it, there would be a lack, you know, it doesn't totally. matter the size, it's the presence. And so I kind of... I think I'm getting to a point <laughs> and I almost don't want to say this because I feel like speaking it is going to Satan's going to like his ears are going to perk up and be like, oh, let me attack that. Then. Yeah. You know but- what? They will. <laughs> but let's just proclaim it anyway, Bonnie. OK. <laughs> I feel like God has given me that gift of becoming smaller. Mm. And in doing that, like I am more myself, I am more who he wants me to be, who he delights in me to be. And I've also found that it's through this path that I am really, truly growing in holiness. Yeah. So like my focus is becoming narrower. And as the other things fall away, like you were saying, Beth, it's just, it's becoming easier to, to walk towards God and to love him and be loved by him. So stay in hell, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, like, my life also looks very different than how I thought it would. And there was a time where, like, I felt embarrassed by how big my family is, how closely spaced my kids are. You know, like, at the grocery store where I shop, there's a guy who always likes to say, like, oh, so where's the, you know, if I have three kids in the cart, he'll be like, where's your 17 other kids? Or, mm. And he, he thinks it's really funny. God bless him. But... Yeah, so sometimes there's been a temptation to be embarrassed about what my life looks like. But I drive a 12-passenger big white van. I just have to own it, right? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) I have nowhere to hide. (laughs) And it's beautiful. Like, my family and my life is beautiful. You know, Bonnie, I think there's a profound spiritual wisdom to what you're saying. That when we embrace rather than like try to put up these barriers and um, facades. Yeah. Keep it at arm's length, you know, be this other version. 
that tension makes us so unhappy ultimately. And when we do open up and embrace like, this is my life, this is my big van and I love it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a freedom in that, right? Oh, definitely. To build on that, I think not only are we free to be ourselves, but if I'm not thinking about what other people think of me, then I am able to perceive the needs of other people. I'm able to listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. I am able to be a worker in the Lord's vineyard and take care of my husband and my kids and the loved ones around me. And you you know what I mean? And when I am caught up in trying to meet these invisible astronomical standards that I have made up or or our culture has made up, I can't do those things, or I at least can't do them well. I'm too busy thinking about like, oh, she, I mean, everyone's walking around thinking, oh, she thinks I'm fat. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And no one's looking at anyone saying, oh, she's fat. Like, we're, <laughs> do you know what right. I mean? Totally. But we're also not looking at people and saying, oh, she looks like she's hurting, or oh, she looks like she could use a helping hand, or oh, it looks like she has something to celebrate. I should celebrate with her, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we're missing all of that. And that's stupid. And I decided I didn't want to live my life that way anymore. Sometimes I still do. But <laughs> <laughs> What does that look like, Bonnie? Is that an active switch in your head every morning? You're like, Lord, I'm laying down my insecurities that I continue to cycle in my head. What does that look like every day? I think a lot of the time I have found myself recently praying to be joyful and praying to be kind and thoughtful and merciful. And then when I find myself doing otherwise, a lot of times I just have to kind of check it and give it to Jesus and, you know, have a little conversation of this is what I'm doing and this is not what I want to be doing. Yeah. Sometimes I feel, <laughs> I, I wonder when people listen to this, are they going to be like, mm, that's not the bounty that I know. <laughs> but but hopefully it is. I Hopefully there has been, um, the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. I mean, and people well, have seen that lived out. Absolutely, they have. But just to be gentle with ourselves, you know, we're all a work in progress. We're yeah. all yeah, like on a path of holiness. We're not, we're not there yet. <laughs> we all have to give each other grace. We mm-hmm. all have to give each other the benefit of the doubt that we're continuing every single day whether we wake up and say, all right, Lord, like this day's yours, or whether we wake up on the wrong side of the bed and we let all of our insecurities eat away at us. Every single day, we're all trying. And people are hard. And we're going to be hard. Totally. Yeah. But I love this. And I'm feeling convicted Yes. to look around me and say, what are the needs of the people in my life? As opposed to always looking inward at myself. Well, and just to circle back to that, you know, wisdom of Henry Nowen, they're called the five lies of identity. So they're attacking the deepest and truest part of us, which is that we're, we're beloved by God. We're cherished daughters of the father. So I think just even as those lies come, whether they are internal or coming from, you know, outside voices Mm -hmm. that we can interrupt them and bring it back to the father and say, remind me who I am like oh yeah you love me and to really receive it not just to give it lip service but 
to come back to our true identity when our identity is under attack. Also, I want everyone, even if you think you're average, even if you don't think you meet any standards that anyone has ever set, you are fabulously you. Mm-hmm. And you can call me. I'll tell you all about it. Call Beth. <laughs> Beth Davis at blessedishe.net. <laughs> Should we pray? Let's do it. Please. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. Father God, thank you for loving us so well, for loving us perfectly. And I pray right now, God, that you would pour some of that personal, perfect, life-changing, vision-changing love into our hearts. And would you give us the grace to receive it? We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Bonnie. We love you. Thank you, ladies. This was great. I love you, too. See you soon. All right. Bye, friend. Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us at blessedishe.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter. Until next time.